Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Oh, hi. Can I have a, a medium latte? We're just recording a podcast in the car right now. Oh. Do you listen to Breaking Beauty podcast? You can find it on like, iTunes. You guys, like, talk about it on there. Um, we're talking about wearing SPF every day today with Olay. This one Breaking is. Beauty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid-month episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving, and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up. Hi, Carlene. Hey, Jill. So we're back in The Glowdown. Yes, we are. And it's a special edition. Well, you know how so many of our listeners tell us that they listen whenever they're commuting? Yeah, we love that. Helping make your drives less boring yeah (laughs) one mile at a time shout out to all you guys that are stuck in traffic right this second yeah but it's kind of like we're commuting along with you today because we've taken our show on the road yeah we have in partnership with our friends at Olay we are bringing you our first ever ride along I love it it was a bright and sunny day in Toronto mm-hmm. recently, and we yeah. jumped in the car. Yeah. And it was so it was you My and car. I. Carlene was driving. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, except we are beauty editors in cars with scientists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and our special guest was riding in the front seat shotgun. It was Dr. Froka Neuser. She's the principal scientist with Olay, yeah. and she is a skincare authority yeah, who helped totally. us get to the bottom of a lot of questions we had about wearing SPF every single day. And you and I have been beauty editors for like 30 years combined. Yeah. And I still have questions. Yeah. About exactly. SPF. I know everybody does. She basically is a celebrity in her yeah. own right. She yeah. was on her way to the Dr. Oz show. Okay. So yeah. she's not just a scientist. She's, yeah. you know, she's, she's pretty cool. SPF daily, usage. I mean, I have been wearing it every day since my, since I was in my late twenties. Yeah. And I, I think that's the reason why I'm 42 and I don't have a ton of wrinkles. Yep. Oops. Bleeping that out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's the number one preventative mm-hmm. thing you can do to make your skin look as young as possible. If that's yeah. what you want to do, if you, yeah. you know, um, ever to each their own, but as beauty yeah. editors, we know the proof is there. You yeah. wear SPF every day. You're going to look younger. Yeah. The biggest, you know, the biggest mistake you could make is waiting for it to happen and then trying to work backwards, yeah. right? You can still try. They have, yeah. they have products for that too. But yeah. what we really wanted to get to the bottom of is just how people can 
want to wear SPF exactly. every single day because yeah. it, it in the past formulations have maybe not played so nice with makeup yeah. or they have just been a little bit heavier. If you have yeah. oily skin, you're afraid you're going to break out. So we wanted to talk to her about how they're improving the textures. Exactly. Well, their latest launch this spring was Olay Whips, yeah. which is not an individual product. Yeah. It's actually a technology and it refers to this light as air texture that yeah. they've come out with. With SPF 25. Exactly. So they have it in a few of their hero products, Regenerous and Total Effects, which I personally really like. And the Luminous line. Yeah. And so they have regular versions and those with SPF. So we were like, you know what? Jump in my car. Let's chat about this. And let's also talk about some of the other questions that I have and we hear all the time, like, how am I supposed to reapply my daily SPF like over top of my makeup midday you know or is that incidental exposure Mm -hmm. that you get every day driving your car yeah is that more damaging than going to the beach and is it really needed mid-January when it's overcast touche yeah so we are very happy to have Breaking Beauty's first ride-along guest Mm -hmm. hitting the road with Dr. Frockenoiser coming up next So excited. Ladies. Oh, here we go. Oh my God. Here we go. So let's keep an eye out. Where are we going here? 455. So it's got to be. Can I turn right on red here? Uh, Sure. There's a cop right there. So we'll we'll see. We'll soon find out. So, uh, Dr. Noiser, thank you for joining us. Right now we're sitting in this car, we've got the moonroof, and then there's like obviously the windows and the windshield, like are we, what, are, what kind of damage are we getting right now? <laughs> yeah, so you ladies probably know, but I'm just going to mention it, um, there are different types of UV rays, right? So we have UVA, B and C. The C is the stuff that gets um, filtered out by the ozone layer. So we only really need to deal with UVA and UVB down here. Um, down here on Earth. Down here on Earth, <laughs> as it were. And uh, 95% of the UV that hits us right now in this car is actually UVA. Um, and only 5% is UVB. B for burning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we measure with the SPF how much we can protect you from this burning. And the B is also the stuff that actually gets filtered out by glass. So you're very rarely, if ever, going to have a sunburn in a car unless you open the windows and hang out your arm. Right. Because the UVB gets filtered out. But remember, 95% of the UV is A, and that doesn't doesn't get filtered, at least not completely by glass. So most of that UVA Uh is actually hitting us. Uh And A is the UV radiation that is responsible for a lot of the... um, sort of structural damage inside your skin because right. it can actually penetrate deeper. That's what's responsible for this sunspot, Oh, right? yes. Oh, yeah. yes, indeed. So really, we should have this moonroof totally closed as yeah. it being good beauty editors. <laughs> oh, we're wearing all our SPF now. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on, like, tinting windows? Yeah, should I get it kitted out, the car? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it depends on how, how, how much time do you spend in your car. If you do this every day, then I would say, yes, tinted windows might well be worth the investment. Does it actually filter it out, though, filter out UVA? Do it you know? It, it depends. I, th I think it has to be particular, you know, special glass. Um, okay. And there are regulations as well as to what you're, what it, it you know, allowed to, and how tinted it can be, so it's still safe. You can, I want it yeah. totally tinted so no one can see, like celebrity <laughs> style. Well, my mom had had skin cancer when um, I was younger and so she did have um, like a doctor's note to get tinted windows but it's like mostly illegal where I grew up really? in Edward Island yeah so she would always get pulled over by the cops for having too dark a tint on the windows and so eventually like in the next car that she got she was just like it's not worth it yeah she's like she just wears like SPF like UPF clothing or whatever and she had like her doctor's note in her glove compartment at all times because <laughs> she would get pulled over by the RCMP. Um, she'd be like, it's, it's prescribed. When it's she prescribed. rolled down the window, they're yeah. like, oops, keep it moving. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. and have you seen those the, the famous, infamous pictures of the of the of the truck driver? You know, there's one from Australia. Yes. And because he sits on the other side in the car, his right hand, uh, the right hand side of his face is totally burned and you know burnt, but wrinkled, really yeah. old. The left hand side looks like 20 years younger. Is and then Australia? Well, they have an Australian one and an American one because oh. it's the other way around in the U.S. Oh, because you said, so you I've can seen really the, prove I've seen the U.S. Uh, the U.S. one. I've never seen the Australian one. Yes, there's an Australian one as well. <laughs> so it is really linked. But you know, so if you're a truck driver, yeah. you have to pay special attention. If you spend 20 minutes in your car every day, it's maybe not quite as right. dramatic. Yeah. So what do you think is like too? Or you know, you're getting UVA, so you're commuting. What kind of studies or data do you have to illustrate how that cumulative exposure can cause aging or sunspots? Yeah, so, so I mean, so there's a lot of data that actually says it is the small amount every day, right? Because it is, you know, you it's, it's 365 days a year. Mm -hmm for however long you live and it's people have become really good about the two-week beach holiday right everybody's slathering on the sunscreen mm -hmm. but people don't think about this everyday situation so is it you know a total disaster if one day you forget your SPF yeah no it's not but yeah. but if it becomes a, a habit and it's like oh and you debate with yourself every day should I wear it today or not I think that's where the slippery slope starts it's almost yeah. like it shouldn't be shouldn't even be a consideration you should just wear it every morning yeah. like you wash your teeth every morning right? and so what's stopping women yeah good question so it's two not just I think we know that there's two main things mm -hmm. one is that people say I don't believe I really need it every day mm -hmm. right and it's like I live in Toronto and in the winter it's very cloudy and the you know the sun's only out for like seven hours a day mm -hmm. And my office doesn't have much windows, so, so and it's freezing cold. And it's freezing cold, so, it so yeah. So you're like, oh, I just need that vitamin D, like that little. Yeah, exactly. So the one big thing is people don't think they really need it, or it doesn't make that much of a difference. And then number two, the people that overcome that hump, if you will, mm -hmm. for them it's like, well, I don't like a lot of these yeah. sunscreen products. There, like I wear makeup, and this doesn't work with my makeup, and it makes me all shiny, and there's this white residue, and it inter you know, it's it, they just don't. They don't like it. Yeah. So those are the two big ones that, that, that we really see. Yeah. Why is it so tricky to make a good SPF that goes on so smoothly and isn't chalky or yeah. makes and, you break out? And I know like in our Facebook chat group for our, our podcast, yeah. number one question yeah. people still ask, what's a good SPF? What can I use? What can I use? That's, That's not, not going to make me break out. Yeah. It's or pill under my one. makeup. Yeah. So. 
So the thing is that, you know, UV filters, right? You need UV filters to have any kind of UV protection. And those UV filters are not sort of lovely substances that you would normally put into your face cream if you didn't if you didn't need it. You mean like texture-wise then? Yes, texture-wise. So you have okay. your you have your sort of um, organic or either chemical sunscreens and a lot of them are very oily just okay. by their very nature. Okay. Um, so, you know, an SPF 30 sort of rule of thumb has about 30% of its ingredients are UV filters and if those are fairly oily then your product is going to be fairly oily and heavy and sticky yeah. unless you have some other magic going on in your lab to sort of hide that and overcome that. Yeah, that sounds horrific. If you go for the mineral <laughs> sunscreens, right, they are, you know, they are sort of, you know, the zinc oxides, titanium dioxides, and they are white powders. Yeah. Um, and you know, now you're putting those into your, and, and again, you need quite a lot to get to that level of protection. So no surprise that there's going to be an, a level of white residue left over. Yeah. So, so that is just the, you know, it's, it's, if we didn't have to put these ingredients into our face creams, we mm -hmm. wouldn't, mm -hmm. but that's the only way to, to protect against UV radiation. So we have to, um, and then there's obviously a lot of tricks our formulators are trying to overcome that feel to put, you know, add other ingredients into the formulation to overcome that, that heaviness and that greasiness. Mm -hmm. or that white residue um, so that doesn't become a, a stopper for women. Yeah. Are younger people more compliant? What about the demo of people that are actually wearing SPF every day? Interestingly, it's the youngest age group that is the worst with daily mm -hmm. SPF usage. It actually, literally with every decade, the percentage of women that use it every day increases. Okay. So I feel it's, and it's, and, and, and it really connects to a lot of the research we've done that women only really start worrying about it when they see the results right. on their face, when those sunspots pop up. When the freckle when, turns into a blotch, they're like, yes. oh dear. And when they really notice how that pigmentation is worse in the summer and right. then never quite goes back to where it was in the winter. Yes. So when they really notice it for themselves, that's when I feel they become more Mayday. Mayday. compliant. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah, so that youngest group, 18 to 25, has the lowest uh, compliance and then it goes up from there. Dermatologists as well, they always recommend to wear sunscreen every day, but they also say that because UVA and UVB filters only last for two to three hours, that you should be reapplying throughout the day. And I'm like, how am I supposed to put my Ole Whip on top of my makeup, on, like during lunch? How does that work? Oh, that is one of my favorite topics, <laughs> SPF yes. reapplication. So taking a little step back. So where this all comes from is sunscreens are FDA regulated products. They are what we call over-the-counter drugs. So you're only allowed to use certain ingredients um, in as active UV filters, and you have to label your products in a very certain way. Okay. And the FDA does not make a difference between the sunscreen for the beach and the daily moisturizer with SPF. So they're always going for the worst case scenario, which is the beach. Right. And on the beach, you should reapply every two to three hours because you're rolling in the sand, you're going into the water, you're sweating, you're rubbing yourself, you're doing all sorts of things. And so physically, you're kind of removing that layer of, of UV filters over time. Now, in the situation where you're putting it on in the morning, you're driving to the office, you're not doing anything strenuous, you're not washing your face, you're not going for a lunchtime um, you know, gym session, 
we actually know because we've done the studies that your SPF and your UV filters, they're still there in the evening. Okay. They don't expire after just two or three hours. There's this chemical reaction going on that's kind of a recycling. So they, they, they pick up the energy from the UV rays and they turn it into heat and then let go of the heat. And then they're ready again to take on the energy, turn it into heat. So it's not that the UV filters have no power of anymore after two to three hours. The whole reapplication goes back to the assumption that you've physically removed the stuff by, by being right. on the beach. Okay. Some people kind of say the foundation with SPF is like not really doing that much. Yeah, so a foundation with SPF 30 in theory provides the same protection, but you also have to use the same amount of the foundation that you right. would have to with your moisturizer, which is two milligrams per square centimeter, which is roughly speaking, a gram of the product on your whole face. Now, nobody uses a gram of foundation on their face. What would that, what are we talking about? Like a tablespoon or? Probably not quite that much, but it depends a bit. If, if it's a liquid foundation, it might get to the point where it's like, you know, more than a teaspoon. So it's, it's, it's like a lot of yeah. product. Well, like if I think about when I put on my foundation, like a pump, it's like right. a dime amount, dime yeah. size. Yeah, that's so just not enough. A teaspoon would be like, ridiculous yeah yeah so that's yeah. why so in, 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 in theory yes it does something <laughs> but in practice nobody uses enough because the products are kind of not designed for that and then the whole point with oh well I'm using a 30 in my moisturizer and the 30 in my foundation now I have a 60 eh, unfortunately not it's not additive the highest number is what you get if you use a 30 and a 15 you still only have a 30 if you use a 15 and a 15 you still only have a 15 Okay, right. so break time. We're gonna go through the drive-through right now. <laughs> oh, hi. Can I have a a medium latte? A medium latte. Medium latte. That's it. Nothing. I'm gonna get a coconut milk latte. Coconut milk latte. Yep. And I'm gonna get a um, English breakfast tea with milk, please. Thank you very much. Great. How about you? We're just recording a podcast in the car right now. Oh. Do you listen to Breaking Beauty podcast? I don't. She does I now. Do. You should if you like beauty. Is it? I do actually. Yeah. It, um, like you can find it on like, iTunes. Um, we're talking about wearing SPF every day today with Olay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got to wear it every day for yeah, best protection. It's so true. Thanks Thank very you. much. Bye. This one Breaking is... Beauty Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about it a lot on the podcast. So many women are using acid peels, at-home acid peels, AHAs and BHAs right now. So tell us, do they need to take extra care in the sun? What do you think? Yes. So... And there's a difference between alpha hydroxy acids, the AHAs, and then the BHAs. Mm -hmm. And there is quite a bit of published uh, research that shows that AHAs do actually make your skin more sun sensitive. Right. If you think about the mechanism, it makes perfect sense, right? They 
sit on, on, on top of your skin and they're almost there to dissolve a little bit the glue between your dead skin cells so they can slur off and you know your fresh lovely glowing looking skin cells come through. It's like people are addicted to that right now. You know yes. the instant gratification it the, goes along with the baby yeah. skin. They want yeah. the baby skin. Yeah. But that's what worries me because I'm like everybody's using it but it's everybody stepping up their SPF game. And baby skin is a great analogy because yeah, think think about it as baby skin. So it's the fresh young skin and you need to protect it. Now, in, in my opinion, it shouldn't really make a difference to your SPF usage because if you're good, you're already using SPF every day. Right. But if you don't, then now here is another reason as if you needed one to really step it up. And, and, and you know, so a lot of the AHAs are used at night. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, you really have to use an, an SPF. I'm not sure you necessarily need to go a lot higher. I think SPF 15s and 30 for like us girls who live in a city mm -hmm. are totally fine, mm -hmm. but you really shouldn't um, skip. We want to get into some of the innovation around Olay whips. I'm holding it here in my hand. So there's three different versions. I have the Olay Regenerous Whip. So it's an anti-aging product. This one is SPF 25. I'm wearing it right now, by yeah. the way. And how long did it take you to formulate as well? Right, yes. Yeah. So WIPS, believe it or not, it was over over five years all in to really come up with something that feels so light and, and still gives all the all the potency of you know the skincare that we want to give with with Olaine. And that was the challenge we, we, we set ourselves. So we wanted a new delivery system that helps to get all those good skincare ingredients quickly into the skin without having that feeling of there's something sitting on my skin left behind that a lot of women don't appreciate. Was and, there a particular, sorry to interrupt, was yes. there a particular MO that made this the right time to redevelop? Yeah, I think, and, and in a way, some of it, and that, you know, um, I don't want to be more about this, but Ole Skin Advisor gives us so much real-time data that it's like, holy cow. I can imagine right. it's so exciting for a scientist. It, it no, is. Actually. And, and obviously we had started that project before, but I think what surprised us a little was the scale of how many women actually say, I don't like the feel of, of today's moisturizers. And we were like, oh gosh, if we had known how many women have a problem with that, right? maybe we oh. would have started this project a little earlier. But it's like 60% of women say, I don't want that feel. Yeah. And we were like, all right, yeah. we can do something. About challenge it, accepted. Yes, yeah. challenge accepted. Um, and, and so that, that that's really what was driving it. And, and I think also, I mean, skincare is getting more attention now than it did 10 years ago. I agree. Women are more engaged, they are more into their self-care. And so I, I, th I think, you know, some of this was only became, became only apparent because so many people were talking more about it's like their skincare. It's like a conversation. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's the top shelf, like where you're taking yeah. pictures of what you're proud of using and, and, it, and how it makes you feel. Yeah, so, so so that's how this how this uh, came all about, and 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 you know, and it's not a young old thing really. It's there are women across all age groups who who don't don't like that heavy feel, and for them we developed this this technology mm -hmm. that really delivers all the good stuff into your skin, but leaves a very light um, a very light feel on the skin. And now with the SPFs, it does that even though you have an SPF of 25 in there. What one's your favorite? I use the luminous one. Okay, luminous why do you SPF. love that one? Well, so I have, um, and of course this is a podcast, so you can't see me, which yeah. is good. Um, I'm, I'm 47, and uh, my skin looks looks okay. I don't have a lot of wrinkles. I think I have more problems with um, 
hyperpigmentation and 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 so on and so forth and and luminous is the line that we have that's that's developed for that to even mm. out mm -hmm. pigmentation to fade those sunspots and mm -hmm. give you that that glow and that's really what i'm after is it my imagination or there is a difference in the texture and the feel of it on your skin even though they're all whip formulation yes. right that's correct okay because i picked my favorite i like total effects i found it was quite different than the other one luminous was the most different from the other two i thought i thought it almost had like a like a dry touch finish i want right. to say yeah um where it sort of dried to like a satin or something, mm -hmm. where the total effects I thought gave me the, like the dewy feeling right. that I like, like it just felt mm -hmm. super hydrating, not not greasy or oily at yeah. all, but just like, I like that kind of Yeah. Well, that's feeling. why we have three of them, <laughs> because everybody likes something slightly different. I mean, that's the other thing that you have to sort of come to grips with as a, as a formulator, as a makeup skincare product. There's never going to be one product that yeah. everybody loves. It's very individual things that people like and don't like, and it has sometimes to do with your skin type. Right. But sometimes it's just an individual preference, and so there will be yeah. people who vastly prefer the Regenerist over the Luminous, mm -hmm. and even find it difficult to explain. Now, you are very eloquent in explaining it, <laughs> but yes, there are small differences. How were you able to achieve this innovation? Why it took five years? So it's it's actually that, that delivery system that, that I mentioned right. earlier. We call it Active Rush Technology because we like uh, a, a snappy name for our technologies. Okay. Um, but what it is, it's, it's, it's a polymer. It's a, uh, a starch-based polymer. That's the main ingredient of this technology. And think about those little starch uh, molecules it's lots of, lots of little micro sponges okay okay so as they as, as we're making the product um, we are adding a lot of hydration and all the skincare actives and as we bring them in contact with those micro sponges they actually vastly expand in volume they they hold up to a thousand times their own weight and hydration and actives and that's how they sit in the jars now as you put it on your skin obviously the, the hydration is no good inside those sponges so we needed to find a polymer that we can get to release all the good stuff very quickly upon contact with skin. And, and, and the polymer we chose does just that. So it gets activated, A, by your physical motion, but also by the tiny amount of salt that we all have on our skin, just from, you know, transpiration. So you don't need to be super sweaty. It doesn't need that much salt. Just that movement and a little bit of salt will get those micro sponges to very quickly release and the hydration and the actives penetrate very quickly into your skin and then the micro sponges like stay behind on the skin surface right. and provide that satiny velvety feel throughout the day what i thought was really interesting when you guys did the dust size and you came around months in advance can i do because that? i'm just gonna crack the window that's a good idea. Need a little air. You had said that you decided not to patent the technology. Yeah. Because going through the patent process revealed revealed how you, how you did it, and you were worried about copycats. So obviously, this is a huge deal. Yes, and and the other thing is, so we couldn't patent the ingredient itself. Mm -hmm. um, there, you know, you 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 can sort of commercially purchase that ingredient but it comes in lots of different forms so we don't want to reveal which form we're using right which exact type we're using and then a lot of the five years believe it or not wasn't identifying this technology but getting us ready to make the product 
in the factory oh because you know think about it and you, you you guys saw the demo when you get this you know a thousand times its weight in water and you get this expansion and you have all those micro sponges it literally clogs up your pipes <laughs> so we had to totally change the way we make wow. our skincare product for whips so they're run on a different line yeah because we have to take all of that into account and we didn't want to give away how we do that yeah and you've been doing this for almost 20 years right is there a lot of skincare espionage going on Ooh, I like it. 007. Um, I don't want to say skincare espionage, but there have been My examples of, you know, us and other people. Sometimes, you know, when you when you work on an idea and it's a very specific idea and six months before you're ready to launch, yeah. someone else does exactly the same idea. Does that bug like, you? Yes. <laughs> Especially if maybe they just jumped on the idea and they bring out something that sounds good doesn't really work so well but it kind of burns your idea because by the time you bring it out and you know it's better people don't think it's going to work yeah so what do you do do you have to go to the gym and run on the treadmill for like an hour and just be like ah! listen to rage against the machine yeah. <laughs> yeah there might have to be some you know letting go of the negative feelings yeah. right, once in a while um so where do you see spf in five year, years any any breakthroughs or trends that you're looking forward to or that you can reveal yeah so, so i think there's still a lot to be done in terms of you know textures and really getting it right for the individual person mm -hmm. because as we said not everybody's looking for this, for the same thing mm -hmm. so offering a, a broader variety of textures is definitely i think going to be big mm -hmm. on spf the other thing i really believe in is personalization mm -hmm. so because and you know it comes a bit it comes a bit back to compliance so if i tell you that you shouldn't smoke because it's not good for you you would expect nobody smokes but mm -hmm. some people still do right so if i come to you and say hey i've analyzed your whatever your genes your biology your you know you and i know that you're 20 percent more susceptible to lung damage than anyone else from smoking mm -hmm. i think that would make you more likely to stop smoking because yes. now i've made it personal that's a good so point. same with spf if i can actually tell you a today's a uv index of whatever it is B, you have, you know, if I look into your genes, you have that gene that means you're easier to sunburn than someone else. And altogether, I therefore recommend today use your WIPS SPF 25. I think that makes you more likely to do it. And so what would that look like in the store or at home where you're having like some, you know, is it the smart mirror that's like, hello, good morning? Yes, it could be the smart mirror. It could be, again, something that's, you know, an app on your phone. It could be Ole Skin Advisor that turns into that. Uh, you know, linking in other information for people that are wearing trackers. How can you bring all of this together? You know, there's so much information already. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you bring it together and turn it into something that's that's useful for people? Very yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. I feel like Thanks I'm going to go home me. and put on more SPF. Yes, but, you exactly. Know, I always get inspired to to comply when we have these <laughs> discussions <laughs> and yes. you know and spread the word about compliance thank so. you so much thank it was you. great speaking to you thank you for having me thanks for tuning in visit breakingbeauty.ca to sign up for our newsletter and every episode will be delivered direct to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing and be sure to subscribe to us there's apple podcasts stitcher google play and soundcloud wherever you get your podcast fix and if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes.